folks, and welcome to the Richest Men in Town podcast. I'm Mike Freeman, and together with my good friend Tyler Gould, we invite you along on our quest to learn how to be the richest men in town. The show title comes from the line at the end of the classic Christmas movie, It's a Wonderful Life. You've probably seen the movie a million times. It's the scene where little brother Harry Bailey toasts his big brother George, who's dealing with a monumental crisis of finances, of family, and of faith. In that moment, all the problems melt away as Harry gives George the title, The Richest Man in Town. We love that moment and the lessons it teaches, and we're committed to try to live that kind of rich life. This little podcast project is all about learning more about what exactly the rich life looks like as men, as husbands, as fathers, and as friends. Here we will sit down with people that we think have something to teach us about living a rich life, even if they don't think so. So we raise a glass to our guests and to you. We hope you get something out of it, because we know we will. All right, welcome to the program. This is our first episode, Tyler Gould. Uh, the Richest Men in Town podcast has been in our brains and in our hearts for a long time. Um, how are you feeling? Good. I'm excited about it, man. It's been like uh, kicking this thing down the road for years and years, and this is this fun. Yeah, I'm excited. All right, so uh, let's let's give the listeners a little bit of a feel, because right now we're strangers to them. They're strangers to us. Uh, my, my thought is, uh, maybe let, let them in a little bit on, on who, who Mike is, who Tyler is and, and what this is all about. Right. Yeah. So I got, I'm in an elevator with you, man. And there's a couple minutes. Who are you? What are you about? Oh, we're giving an elevator pitch here. <laughs> well, I, let, let me, let me, let me kind of tie it into the title of the show. Right. So the richest men in town and and one of the things that you and I have talked about for a long time is just where that, that phrase came from, richest men in town, at least for us, was from uh, the movie It's a Wonderful Life. And George Bailey, uh, in, in dire straits, uh, realizes in his desperate moment that uh, he thinks all is lost, that he has a whole lot to be thankful for. And, uh, and, and, and I think his brother, right, says uh, to George Bailey, the richest man in town, and, and you and I have always talked about that as being one of the great moments in, in movie history. And I think that, or one of the great lines, and I think it's relatable, you know, because I think if we rewind ourselves to when we're in, when in our twenties, maybe we think, Hey, when I'm in my forties, life's going to look like this <laughs> and I'm going to have all this stuff figured out. Right. And, right. And, and here we are, here we are in our forties and I have a whole lot of stuff not figured out. Um, and there's a lot of things that I thought in my 20s I would have had obtained at this point or attained. And uh, both of those haven't happened in, in some ways. But on the other hand, I think I've attained greater things uh, than, than what I had envisioned when I was in my 20s. So uh, that's kind of, the, for me, that's sort of the nuts and bolts of the show. You know, I mean, we talk, I want to talk about uh, how we can recognize that we are the richest men in town, even though I got 18 bucks in my wallet. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, I, I think that uh, the irony of that, right. Um, 
and George Bailey holding the, 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 the secrets to happiness. And I think that that, that story and that show, I mean, for me, George Bailey is an archetype of, of the kind of man I want to be, the kind of husband I want to be. Uh, I love, I love that story. Now this, this move, this, this whole movement, this podcast isn't uh, us quoting George Bailey and it's a wonderful life isms the whole time. Um, but the lesson learned in that scene, right. To, to my, to my big brother, George, the richest man in town. Um, I think when we were young, you went to, you came to, you came to Mike Freeman in 1993 and said, Hey, what's rich look like? I'm going to paint you a picture. And it's right. not the picture of 2020 and, and what I think rich is. Um, not, we're not allergic to money. <laughs> we're not allergic. Right. To, we're not allergic to some temporal ease and, and maybe, uh, you know, less of that struggle. But uh, George Bailey had it right. And the beautiful thing about that moment is he's in financial ruin. Um, right. But uh, and none of his circumstances changed, but his perspective changed 100 percent. And I think that that's what I'm that's what I'm chasing through this experience. And I think that every time we've ever been together. So we're a couple of uh, Caucasian middle middle aged uh, husbands, fathers who, um, you know, we, we we've played old man football together and torn ligaments. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think that your background and my background in high school, you're skating and listening to punk rock. I think we have Beastie Boys in common. Uh, we've got a couple of things. Um, but here we are trying to do the dad thing, trying to do the husband thing. And uh, I'm, I'm in it. I think we've both been very clear that we are in this for selfish reasons, trying to learn. Right. Yeah. I, I, I love that. Cause I think, I think the whole uh, dad thing, husband thing in, or relationship thing in any way that, that you find yourself in one of those, it's sort of the great equalizer, right? I mean, you, you, in order to find any level of success in those ventures, it requires you to uh, take a back seat to a certain degree and put other people in the front seat. And it requires uh, you to really be thinking about how, how do I improve? Because, you know, uh, I have, my oldest is 20 and I think, um, yeah, you know, I've got a lot of work still to do, a lot of things still to learn, and I still want to be the best dad I can be to that 20-year-old. My youngest is 10, but um, that requires me adjusting and changing all the time, right? So, um, and that's really what this is about. I mean, you know, again, going back to not quoting uh, It's a Wonderful Life, I, you know, really what we want to do is have people on, the, on with us that can that can teach us how to be the best versions of ourselves. That's what I want. I want to take things away from other people that I can apply directly to my, my own life and, and walk away and say, you know what? Um, I spent two hours with Mike Freeman the other night and I'm better for it. And, and typically Mike, I mean, there's definitely times where I don't say that when we're together, but <laughs> more often than not, I do. So, so that's a positive. Right. So uh, I, I guess, I guess why now would be a good question, right? I mean, so, so for the folks that, that might be listening, you know, there's over 800,000 podcasts in the world um, on every subject that you can imagine, right? So, so uh, why April 30th, 2020, are we launching this thing? Well, I, I'll, I, you know, here's my thought. Uh, because 
we've had this great pandemic that's allowed me a lot of time to sit around in my underwear and not have other things to do. <laughs> Actually, that's not, that's not 100% So for true. historical references, because in 10 years, we're going to be listening back on this inaugural and be like, what pandemic was that? So this is the COVID-19 coronavirus, yeah. right? That is, that is basically, yeah. That is, yeah, that's our sponsor tonight. Uh, that has uh, basically uh, put a, a, a global halt on all things money-making. Um, folks, you, folks spend you know a lot what, of time at home. In all seriousness, like I feel like I have spent so much time in my life think, saying to myself that when I accomplish X, I'll have free time to do Y. And that is never true. It's never true. There is always something that's going to fill that gap no matter what. I mean, my life prior to the pandemic Every moment on a Saturday is running from soccer game to soccer game to banquet to you, whatever. It's 12 hours, right? Now the world has come to a halt. We are sitting at home and the first Saturday we didn't know what to do with ourselves. And now we've filled every moment of the next Saturday. So really the time, that's not a good excuse anymore. So here we are, I'm 45 years old and now is just as good a time as any. And I wish I would have had that same perspective when I was 35 or 25, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I think that, I think that we are in a unique, or not a unique situation. I think that's the whole point. It isn't unique is that right. uh, every, every dude we know is in the same boat. Everyone that we know is in the same situation, right? Trying to figure out what this dad thing looks like, what it means to be a good husband. Uh, you know, what does it mean to be, um, professionally successful? Uh, how do we deal with getting older? How do we deal with uh, family and those struggles? And so uh, we've always had this conversation, like there's something out there that I think that if we put a microphone in a room and just re pressed record, maybe there would be something of value for, for us to really realize how, how rich we are and then to engage with the people around us because i do think life has a funny way of giving you the people that have the answers to the questions that you have right we're walking around with questions in our heart and a lot of times we have people in our paths that have amazing stories that need to be need to be highlighted right we need to put a megaphone or a spotlight on some of some of these people i mean some of some of the folks that are going to be on this show are friends of ours uh, some are friends of mine that you'll meet and some are friends uh, that you'll be introducing to me. So um, I think that uh, I, I liken it to that beach ball. And we all have these moments in life that keep popping up, right? I need to do this thing. And when it pops up, at the time, it's not convenient. Or at the time, it's, it's something that, uh, you know, we don't know how to do that. And we feel that that's too vulnerable. And so we push it back down and we push it back down. I know that we've been pushing this thing down for, for a long time. And I'm, I'm excited. I feel, I feel some energy even doing this, right? But I kind of feel like I don't even know the guy's name. This is going to be awful off the cuff. It's the lead singer of Foo Fighters. And uh, he's talking about back in his day when he was starting up his band, right? Yeah. And he was with Nirvana. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and he was talking about the impact of shows like American Idol and The Voice and what that's doing to young musicians where they feel like they have to know their stuff and they have to be great right away. And he said, there were times, we sucked, right? <laughs> we, in, in the beginning, we were awful. 
And I think about that Beastie Boys documentary, right? That's on Apple TV right now. They were awful, but the idea is they didn't let that stop them. They felt like they had something in them that needed to be, that needed to be brought out and, and, and look what happened, right? So I'm not saying that we're gonna turn this into something. I'm just proud of the vulnerability and the effort. I'm looking at you and we have no idea what we're doing, right? Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, I mean, I think, yeah, I totally agree, Mike. I feel like the, for me, the reality is if we had one, one view, one person listen or no one listen, I'm going to get something out of it. Like my phone conversations with you, I, I, typically I hang up and I'm like, man, there's some stuff I got to read. I got to study. I got to think about. So this is to me just yeah, a, same here, same here, right? It's just a longer, longer version of that. And, and if we can loop in other people that we've had positive experiences with that, that we can, at the end of a, of a podcast, we can say, man, I, today I learned something powerful from so-and-so. I mean, I'm, I'm all about that. I'm 45. I got to get, I got to get with it, man. I've spent too much time not learning from people. So now, now it's got to make hay while the sun shines, you know? Yeah. But you know, the 20 year old wouldn't learn it. Yeah, that's, that's true. You know, yeah. if you, if, if we went back to those younger selves, it, we had it, man, we were dad of the year. We were all oh, like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Talk to my wife. I'm the best thing around. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we weren't, we weren't, but, uh, you know, and, and I think that what, you, what, uh, and I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to give anything away, right? I mean, we've got some great things lined up. Uh, I'm, I'm jazzed just thinking about some of the folks that we've been talking about on our guest yeah. list and some of the proposed, uh, you know, topics of, and conversations that we're going to have. And, and I, can't, I can't wait to have those conversations. But can we paint a picture for, for listeners of, of, uh, of what, it, what are the criteria for the kind of people we're listening to or we're going to be talking to? Yeah. I mean, I, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, cause we, when, when we first sat down to talk about actually doing this and not just, you know, um, just kicking it around that guest list was pretty diverse. And I think that, um, it was really anybody that we thought was interesting and that we thought we could learn something from. One of the things that I, you know, that you and I both, I think have agreed on is that it doesn't matter, uh, social or economic status. It just really matters, you know, what do they bring to the table? I think there's a lot of people that I know personally and that you know, and that some of those are mutual friends too, that sell themselves short as to what they bring to the table. And, and in my mind, I, I have them up on a pedestal and they don't, they don't realize that, right? Because they're just like, I'm just grinding my life away, trying to pay the bills and be a decent guy, right? Mm -hmm. And there's some heroism in that. So, uh, yeah. So what, what can we expect? I mean, the type of guest, I mean, it, it could be anyone that is striving and that's it, right? Great, striving great, is word. great word. Striving. I think that they're going to be relatable. I think they're, they're going to be interesting, yeah. right? Or we're not going to talk to them. <laughs> we, can't, right, yeah. we can't throw people on a podcast and give them a microphone and have them not be interesting, but I think that they are going to be relatable and there is going to be that hidden power you know, doing extraordinary things uh, through very ordinary things. Uh, not gonna, I mean, there are some amazing, extraordinary features of some of the lives of these people. Um, yeah. but, but back to that George Bailey archetype, right? George Bailey doesn't realize what he has. 
And yeah. I can see some moments where we're talking to people in mid show, they may come to a realization of what they have, right? Because we on the outside see it and up close, they're, they're just living their lives. They're just trying to be, be their best selves. And I love the word diverse that you shared. Uh, you and I, we, we, we walk in a, in a common faith. Um, but I think it's important that as we reach out that we're, we're, we're open. Yeah. We're open to all walks and all talks where this is, this is the richest men in town, but we're not opposed to female guests. If they're going to, if they're going to shed some light on what it means to, you know, to, to be, to be a rich man and what it means to raise sons and, and uh, you know, what they're looking for, 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 for good husbands. Uh, We are, we're, we're taking, we're taking all of those folks that can, that can meet that criteria of being able to answer the question, what does it mean to be, you know, to be the richest man in town? Uh, I do think that inherent in, in the words that are going to come out of our mouths, our guests are going to be variables, right? Right. Uh, We're actually going to be maybe some wild cards as well. Um, But I think that inherent in the programming as a foundation, just as a kind of a premise, uh, there's a right way to do things. Um, and, and I think that the people that we're going to be talking to that are going to be teaching us how to be those richest men in town, they've stumbled on something, some aspect of their life. They've stumbled on that winning formula, yeah. right? That, that right way to be a good friend, that right way to, to be there for your kids. Um, yeah. And sometimes, honestly, there's a lot of noise in 2020. There's a lot of noise in this world. And that noise can be distracting and it gets us, as men, it gets us chasing the wrong things. Um, For sure. I mean, Mike, how many, how often do you, I mean, I, I have to remind myself all the time, you know, of one, who I am, two, what, what the real goal is, three, what, what do I really have in my life that's, that's, that's worth the struggle, right? Because sometimes we get caught in the, we want to, we want to merge into the fast lane and be like, Dude, I, you know, if I make, if I work X number of hours for X number of years, I'll make X number of dollars and then I'm going to have it together. Right. And, and I have to, I have to remind myself all the time that, Hey, I've got a great family. I've got people that love me most of the time, more than half. And then I, that I love them. And, you know, and I, and that's, that's where I think the value of this pod for me is that's what I'm excited about talking talking about is uh, I, I need those reminders all the time for myself about what, what's important. And, and, you know, we talked about this the other day. Um, you know, I've, I've always had this thought, like you got to surround yourself with the right people with enough of the right people. Right. My whole thing is like, I want to help as many people as I can be happy and know, know who they, they are and, and what they got going on. Because I know at some point I'm going to be in the gutter, man. And I, I'd, I'd sure like to have an army of people that are going to march in and pick me out of the gutter and say, hey, let's, let's dust you off and get, get going, right? And yeah. that's, to me, that's like, that's what this is all about. Just this constant reminder of, hey, we're all in this together. We're all pushing in the same direction. You know, we may have crap that, that gets in our way and stuff that bums us out and things that distract us. But at the end of the day, if we can be reminded um, about, about the important things. And, you know, that's, that's golden. Yeah. Consider the cost, right? Every choice. I mean, we, we're constantly bombarded with choices and, and as men, um, there are, there are good things that come with those choices and there are some things that, 
uh, we could be trading off, right? That, that, that art of the trade-off and understanding um, the, the deals that are presented to us. And, and some of those costs are very, very expensive. Yeah. Uh, you know, going to that elevator speech that a lot of what you just shit, a lot of what you just shared, that's what, that's on my heart. You know, when, when, when you run into an elevator and Mike Freeman's there and it's like, who's Mike Freeman? Uh, Mike Freeman's a guy trying to live without regret. Right. Right. Yeah. Now there's mistakes and I'm not saying that Mike Freeman's trying to be perfect, but when, when I make mistakes, uh, I'm trying to fix them because the cost of some of those mistakes, I just can't afford it. Right. Yeah. I can't afford I can't afford to lose. I think of that happiness project and that yeah. the journaling practice of sitting down each night and just looking at your life and what you have. And um, that list is long when we, when we get to thinking about it. Uh, I, I'm going to totally leave the script here tonight. Um, you know, I would say the same. I'm, I'm here to help as many people as I can in all the ways that I can, as long as I can. But the other night I'm having a conversation with my 16 year old kid. And I know I've probably had this thought before, but something about the moment, something about where I am in my life right now, uh, my wife and I looked at each other and we realized that we're here for them. Yeah, that's it. Right? Like a hundred percent. Like yeah. I, so we're out there trying to make a difference to strangers. We're out there trying to build communities, but it came down hard and heavy that my job, my principal, my primary job is I'm trying to pour into that boy and I've got a, I've got a daughter as well. I'm trying to pour into them so that they can live out their, their purpose. Yeah. And then that, that's where it's like, Oh damn, that's probably why grandparenting is so cool. Right. (laughs) As you get older, I think that gets more and more real. Yeah, for sure. I had a little glimpse. I had a little glimpse the other night where it's like, wow, that hit like a ton of bricks. Who cares about the job? I mean, the job is there and I think the job is important. And you and I both have, have, have professions that are, that are, you know, important, but man, if you're all of that outside of the home and then your home isn't, we're not talking Shangri-La and perfect, but it's not principled. Yeah. You know, and it's not building up. It's not building kids to, to, to love. It's not building kids to fill out the measure of their, their creation. Then, you know, that, that to me would be, that, that to me would be an epic failure. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that, you know, for me, it's like, uh, it's a constant, if, if we're not constantly self-evaluating, right. And, and making small adjustments, then, then we're in deep trouble. Right. And, and that, that's when you're talking about your home, that that's what I think about when I think about my home, right. It, there's days when it's really good and there's days when I'm like, this is not my home, <laughs> but I love that small corrections. Those right? A lot of that has to do with me and how, how am I reacting? What am I doing? And, and what do I need to change to, to, to adjust the situation or impact the situation in a positive way? Right. And so I, I agree with you. I, I love that, that thought, you know, one of the things that excites me as I'm looking at the guest list and their situations is um, we're going to be talking to people and they're going to be getting pretty vulnerable with this. And I think that they, that, that Brene Brown, right. That, that power that comes through, through vulnerability. But uh, I, I, I love the, the backdrop on some of these stories, right. We're not talking about w- winning. Right. <laughs> we're talking about, we're talking about loss. We're talking about sacrifice. We're talking about 
you know, integrity in the fire. Um, you know, we're talking about when, when life knocks you down, how do you, how do you get back up? Um, and I think that that's the hunt we're hunting down those types of stories because anybody can be great when it's sunny. Yeah. And I, I think it was David A. Bednar that said, uh, perfection is found in the journey. Right. And I think that that's sort of the, that's sort of the idea, right? We, we know that we're not going to attain any, any level of perfection now, but, but the journey and the, the, the willingness to change and to adjust gets us a little closer incrementally, you know, yeah. so that we're at least striving in that direction. And, and yeah, I, I agree with you hundred percent about the, the people that we want to have on this show, I, I, you know, with us, or I just think that I'm excited about it now, whether everyone else tunes out, I really don't care because, but, you know, and I'm I don't, <laughs> I don't even know if they're excited, right? Like they yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. they don't, a, a lot of these folks, we may lose some friends. A lot of these folks don't yeah. even know we're coming knocking yet. But, uh, yeah. but I, I mean, I think that, I think that, that, um, you know, life is difficult to navigate sometimes. And I think that sometimes we have very lofty, you know, some, sometimes the Abraham Lincolns and the Nelson Mandela's and, and, and the Jesus Christ. And like, sometimes those are so lofty and our, the gap between, between, uh, between, uh, Jesus Christ and us between, yeah. you know, people of faith or people that we admire and we just put them on that pedestal and that gap feels so daunting. Right. And it can be a point of discouragement where I think this show will connect listeners to folks that are next door to you. Yeah. Right. I, that, that, yeah. That they're just walking their walk, but they're doing it in a way that inspires us once you lift up the hood and you see the formula and, and it's intentional. I don't think anybody that we're going to have on the show fell in accidentally to a rich man situation. Yeah. I, you know, I, it wasn't like, it wasn't like this. We're not talking to lottery winners, right? right. We're not, to, we're talking to people that day in, day out, consistent, small acts have produced something remarkable and something admirable. And just for, you know, just for the record, if I do win the lottery tomorrow, <laughs> I, we may have a different spin on this show altogether. If you win the lottery <laughs> tomorrow, our audio is going to sound a lot better. That's, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think that now I'm not going to, I mean, there may be times when the, the formula has resulted in some, financial wealth right i'm not saying that we're talking right. to we're not you know we're, we may be talking to some very temporally successful people on this yeah. show as well but the richest men in town the what we love about the irony is it's not about that right, right. this isn't dave ramsey and i love dave ramsey and financial yeah. peace and all of those are all those principles are yeah. key and, and and crucial but we're not talking about how to be the millionaire next door Right. We're talking about how to be, how to, how to, how, how to have a full funeral. Yeah. Right. How to yeah. live that life that is worthy of emulation that, yeah. um, you know, I think of, I think of Steve Perry, Steve Perry is that, you know, the host of uh, family feud. 
and uh, he tells a story about his, uh, I think his grandma's coming to him. And we talking to Steve Harvey. Yeah. What did I say? Perry. Oh, Steve Perry's like Journey, yeah. right? Or yeah, he's an Aerosmith guitarist. Maybe I don't know. Okay. We're gonna have to edit that a whole. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> I bet you he's got some stories too. You know what I mean? <laughs> so Steve Harvey has this story. Steve Harvey's the host of uh, Family Feud, and he has this story in his family that um, I think it was his grandma, his great grandma's on her deathbed, and says, "Do you, uh, Steve? Do you know your dad's dad's name?" And he's like, kind of taken back. It's a weird question. And he's like, no, I don't. And she said, you know why you don't know? You don't know his name because he never left anything behind. So mm -hmm. Steve, live your life in a way that your kids' kids will know your name. I like that. Yeah, and I like that cool. because we're not talking about uh, inheritance there, right? We're not talking about financial inheritance. We're talking about legacy. Yeah. And when I heard that story, it's like, okay, that's the kind of dad that I want to be. Yeah, absolutely. Right? That's the kind of uncle I want to be. That's the kind of friend I want to be. And, and by open, openly starting this show, I'm acknowledging and going on the record for posterity's sake to let everybody know I'm not there. Yeah. No, I... <laughs> Newsflash, breaking news. I'm not there yet. Yet. Right. No, I, I, I agree with that. I love, I'd love that, that story. I, I think, um, yeah, I'm just excited to, to learn from people. I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm like at that point in life where it's like, I just want to take it all in, you know, and, and figure out what I want to know what, what everyone else has got figured out and try to apply it to what, what I got going on, you know? Yeah, and the other thing that I the other thing that I think will be inspiring by the stories that we'll hear on this program is that um, so many people are looking outside for the change. Yeah, so many people are thinking that uh, like that lottery ticket, right? Yeah. Life is going to get better if I can get that other job. Life can get better. Life's going to get better if my boss would just quit, right? Yeah. Life is going to get better if it's sunny and seventy-two, like in Chula Vista every day. <laughs> it was pretty you nice. Know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's not the stories that we're going to hear these folks didn't wait right when yeah. life presented them challenges or opportunities to 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 grab the reins they showed that they are they're taking they're taking control by choices little choices yeah. to to live that rich life yeah and I think that, that that's, that's, that's the part that excites me, that um, it's in our hands. We hold keys, right? We, we, our lives turn on tiny hinges. We have a good friend that always says that. Uh, might even get him on the program, but our lives turn on tiny hinges. Yeah. And um, those little choices, they add up and they matter. And that's really the tapestry behind a rich, richest man in town kind of life. I love it, man. I think uh, that's a that's a good uh, a good summary. I'm looking forward to getting some people on here, and and having some conversations with some people about some about some good stuff. You know, I think. Yeah. What if? What if? I mean, I'm just thinking of poor George Bailey's kind of disrespected these days because that movie's always on and it's Christmas Eve and people are probably scrambling. I know the parents are putting together toys or you know wrapping up presents yeah. and. And that thing is kind of on in the background. And I've always, 
I've always appreciated that story. That story's always resonated resonated with me. Yeah. Um, and it's always been it's always been a powerful lesson. And George Bailey wins. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think George Bailey, who, if you think about the story, trapped. Right. He had a different plan. Yeah. You know, and life kept throwing in these things and he kept making lemonade, right? He yeah. just kept doing the things that a quality man does. And you know what I, I love, and, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to just start picking, talking about the movie because I could do that all night too. But <laughs> what, I, what I really love about it is when he's faced with those moments of, do I go with what I thought I should do, I've been planning to do, or do I, it really boiled down to, does he end up helping out someone else? And that's all, that's, that was always his, his pivot was, well, I was going to travel, but I'm going to help so-and-so instead. Right. And that resonates with me. I love, I love that. I mean, I, not to say that I've uh, ever helped anybody out like that, but, but it does resonate with me. I feel like it's important to be able to, to be able to make those kind of sacrifices for other people, you know? And, uh, and that's the kind of person that when you talk about a full funeral, when you talk about, you know, those kind of things, I think that that those, that's what builds that, you know, the willingness to be uh, looking at other people before you, you want to look, look out for yourself. And uh, I'm not there. No, nope, I'm pretty dang selfish, but I'm, I'm trying. You know? Yeah. One of the things that I know I will be quoting somewhere along the line through our programming there's a great quote by Viktor Frankl from uh, Man's Search for Meaning. Uh, Man's Search for Meaning, you know, coming from the context of a concentration camp where right. he talks about happiness. And by, by extension, I would say a rich life. Uh, it doesn't come by chasing it. Yeah. You know, it uh -huh. comes by giving of, uh, giving of yeah. self for a cause greater than self. And that's yeah. where all of a sudden, looking back, you'll realize you have it in your hand, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I think so, that, I think that that's a, that's going to be a powerful thing. And that is so counter to the world that we're living in right now. Yeah. You know, that message is, that message is lost right now. Um, and I think if we can be a part of, we can be a part of that voice, you know, and help people, help people find it. Um, and selfishly speaking, just help us learn it. Right. Yeah. Help us learn those lessons. For sure. Um, and, and I'm not making light of, I'm not making light of failure. You know, failure is, is part of it. I mean, I, I think that there's going to be uh, one thing that I'm interested in is when I, when we get together with these guests, I'm interested in finding out what people have learned the hard way. Yeah. Um, that's a question think, I'm probably going to ask every guest. Yeah. And I think if, you know, honestly, if you, if, if, and we've talked about this just in phone calls and other conversations, but I think when you, consider the things that have been scarring to a certain degree in your own life, right? There, there's, there's an opportunity there. And especially with hindsight, you know, being older now and looking back on the things that were difficult at a certain point, I, I remember going through things thinking like, I never want to think about this ever again. Like this was miserable. Right. But now I reflect on those things and I think, man, that, that, that was a launching pad for me right? It's like, those are moments when you're like, all right, here it is. Do you go right or do you go left? You know, and they're going to be totally, two totally different routes. And, and, uh, and, and I think everybody has that story. 
right? On some level. And, and, and maybe some are more willing to talk about it and, and some aren't. And probably some of the people that we have in mind to be on this show with us, they're probably, I can think of a handful of them that are going to be kind of uncomfortable talking about some of those things. And, and I get it, man. But I also think that, that when you can be vulnerable and uncomfortable uh, with your, your friends, uh, it, it allows you to grow in, in ways that you never thought were possible. And I, you know, when I would even argue that that's part of the process of becoming strong, right? Becoming, yeah, weak. for sure. If right. you're in a situation where life has given you something and you're hoarding it, I don't think that's why it was given. Yeah. When yeah. you have these experiences and these experiences teach you things, I, I, I believe that life's going to give you a platform for you to be able to lift and share, share what happened so that you might be able to help other people. Yeah. Um, and they'll still be friends, right? I'm totally okay. I mean, if we reach out to friends and we know the backstory and they're going to, they, they want to keep it, they want to keep it close and in house. Oh, okay. Yeah. hundred um, percent like that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and, and you know, cause it's a process, right? I mean, there's things that, that I'll talk about today that I probably wouldn't have talked about five years, 10 years, whatever, you know, because it's a little too painful, a little yeah. too raw. Proximity, get, right? It's a little yeah. too, little too close. Little too close. Yeah. I you get, get a little further down the road, you can look in the rear view mirror and go, yeah, boy, that sucked. But you know what? There was something good that came out of that, you know? Yeah. So, and I, and I like that. I appreciate that. You know, I was talking to my daughter, uh, Sydney, who's in Oregon, serving a mission for the church, uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And she is stuck in her house, you know, in, in her apartment. And, and she's in tears and she's crying. And, and I was like, hey, listen, you know, there, there's, it's okay, one, to cry because it's frustrating as I'll get out. So shed tears. I'm here to listen to those. But two, at some point, we have to be in those situations where we can we, we take a step back and and think all right what what's the lesson what's the potential lesson what's the you know what's what's something i can work on to perfect at this time right and it ain't easy man but but it's going to those are those are good experiences and i i was telling her on what was it friday i was telling her friday last week i said you know um there's going to become a time where you're going to look back on this and you're going to tell people these amazing stories of you sequestered into a 800 square foot apartment, right? And, and you're going to say, I learned so much in that moment. And, and that's the beauty of, of hindsight and some distance, right? Proximity. I like that word. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I just want to, I want to make some assurances with you as a co-host. I'm going to, I'm going to try to make some promises. Uh, I'm I'm actually trying to come into this with an open mind. This is not a confirmation bias experiment. I'm not trying to find people that are going to confirm things that I know to be true. I've had experiences with some truth. Um, I've 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 stumbled on it. I've I've kicked it around. I've rebelled against it, and you know I've gotten to a situation where I I think I know some answers. Uh, but I am looking forward to the journey of this program because um, I have some questions. I think we all walk around with some questions. Um, I know, I, I think I've got a pretty good idea of what I'm not good at. 
uh, <laughs> I think I pretty, got a pretty good, uh, accurate um, portrayal in my mind of, of, of who I am. I know what I want to be. And I know right. when there's a gap. And that gap gets me out of bed every day. Right? That gap is what's, what, what this program is, is hopefully going to, going to help uh, close up if I do something with it. And I really hope that, uh, that our listeners will, will listen with the intent to do something about it. Otherwise, we're noise. Um, these stories are going to be thrown out there and these stories, people are going to be you know, vulnerable. And it would be awesome if we actually to allow whatever message right into our heart and we actually go out and do something with it. Because uh, in order to become the richest men in town, uh, it requires that authenticity. And that ownership of our lives and understanding that um, you and I, I, I mean, I think one thing that I learned early on, just looking at my background, you, you can try to play excuse cards all you want. I mean, eventually the world is going to say, are you done playing that? Right. <laughs> you know, are, are you done playing that? And are you going to, are you going to show up? Are you going to step up? Are you going to deliver? Or are you going to, you know, are you going to throw out excuses? A great quote that I often share is that the world is, broken into two people. It's builders and murmurers. Um, this program is not for murmurers. Um, I think part of the guest profile is we're not going to get people in here to and give them a mic and give them a platform, whatever that platform looks like, for them to complain, right? Yeah. For them to murmur about how bad life is. Yeah, I could do that with the best of them. We want to get people that can bring me. <laughs> that is not this, right? Because no, that, that is wasted energy. That is, that's wasted effort. It does nobody any, any good um, to complain. And, and everybody's, like you said, everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a pile of trouble. Everybody's got a pile of trials. Um, and, uh, and in the end, ours are the most comfortable because we know that burden and we know that weight, right? But um, I, I, I firmly believe that everyone has a story. And I really hope that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll give people the opportunity to tell a great story. And then maybe even some folks that listen will realize how great their own story is, um, right? How, how great they've responded to some of life's situations where tiny hinges were presented to them and they made a choice that, 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 that took them into that richest men in town stratosphere. Yeah, man. I, I, I love that. I think that's a, that's so, that's so huge. You know, it's, it's funny, dude. I was, I, I tell you this, I was, I was at work the other day. And I was talking to a coworker, you know, he comes in my office and he's like, he was kind of complaining about something. And I, and I said, I said, Hey man, have you ever listened to that Ted talk uh, with John Acor? <laughs> so anyway, I was telling him, I go, you know what? He, he's this, he's got this crazy job, which I, I don't know how you get it. I don't even know if it's real, but he, he studies happiness. Right. And so I, I sent him the link for the talk, but then I was telling him, I said, look, he's got this whole thing where you, keep a journal and you write all these positive things and things you're grateful for. And I said, and then, you know, the other thing he tells you to do is to reach out to people that you haven't talked to for a while and tell them the impact they had on your life. Right. So anyway, I have that talk. He's like he's mildly interested in what I'm saying, you know, and he, <laughs> he leaves the room and, and the next day, dude, uh, I, I hear him in his office and he cell phone rings. He walks out on his cell phone comes back in he comes to my office he's like you're not gonna believe this man so i listened to that ted talk and he's like <laughs> i uh i started i started writing down all these things 
And then I thought, you know what? I haven't talked to my grandpa in forever. And so I sent him this email about all the things that I love about him. He's like, that was him. He just called me. He just called me to say, what are you doing? You didn't have to do that. But that was so amazing. Anyway, I thought it was killer. I was just like, you know what? The, the idea that uh, we have so many people that impact our lives that, that we don't, uh, you, you know, we're not cognizant of it all the time. We just, we have these micro interactions and we just blow them off and we move on. And the reality is, man, those, some of those can be the most in-depth, life-changing things ever, right? If we're, if we take advantage of them. And I just thought, you know, he was so blown away. He was so stoked. He was so happy with himself about what he'd done. And then not only what he'd done, but the, the response that came from that, you know? And to me, that's what this is all about. There's a lot of people that I know that probably would tell me that they haven't accomplished a lot in this life and they haven't impacted a lot of people. And, and the reality is I have them on the, on a list of my own personal list of people that have impacted my life greatly. Right. And they have no idea. And so, you know, I, great, great, great story. And really in essence that, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of the idea behind this program. Right. Yeah, right? absolutely. Because somebody took what you shared, great TED Talk, by the way, absolutely. but took what you shared and actually owned it, processed it, and did something about it. And I think that, that, that you know, intentionality is kind of a buzzword, and I don't, I don't want this show to be about buzzwords. Right. Um, but but living, living life with that intent and understanding, um, I, I, I could get totally into this for a couple of hours, but, but yeah. the idea is, the only thing you can control is the show up is the show up between you and another person. Yeah. You can't control the other person. Yeah. The only thing you can control is how you show up to that intersection, right? How you interact with that person. Are you coming from a place of intent? Are you coming from a place of integrity? Are you coming from kindness and respect and love and faith and all those things that we want to be? And if you can control that, you can actually be of influence to other people. Yeah. Like that, you know, like your, like your story shows at the same time, you could also destroy it. Yeah. Right. If you don't show up. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and I think that that idea of, of reaching out to people, I, that, that's sort of a vision I have for this podcast, right? Is that we're reaching out to people. We're bringing them into the loop and we're giving them a chance to talk to us and, and really for us to share some things that we know and feel about them as well. Mm-hmm. I think that yeah. idea of being honest with people, we spend so much time in, in the world that we live in with, with a mask on, you know, or, or we, we, it's, like, it's like we're showing up to the Oscars, you know. We, we get on the red carpet in our tuxedos and we, we wave and then, then we get in the, in, the, in the limo and then we break down crying because our life is so terrible. And if we, were, if we were more honest with each other about our victories and our defeats, I think we would, we would, we would, be, way, we would be way better about reaching out and helping people get where they need to be. Yeah, that authenticity. And that, that's where that power comes from is being, being honest. Right. Uh, and I can assure you that, uh, you know, the conversations that we're going to be having uh, they'll be honest. They'll be honest on the part of the hosts and they'll yeah. be honest on the part of, 
on the part of the guests. Um, so interesting question for you. you. You mentioned, you know, like your vision for this program. Uh, right. I'm a Covey fan. I think you're a Covey fan and beginning with the end in mind is one of those, one of those habits of effective people. Um, uh, I, I'm a fan of Art of Manliness and I was listening to Art of Manliness podcast today and it was episode 606. Nice. So we are on episode one of The Richest Men in Town. Yeah. Tyler, 10 years from now, maybe we're doing this, maybe we're not, maybe it looks different, I don't know. Um, yeah. what, what do you hope it has accomplished? Well, I've said, I've said to you from the very beginning that I am a very selfish person and it's all about me all the time, right? So here's what I hope it accomplishes. I hope it allows me to, uh, to become the best version of myself. That's, that's what, it, that's what I want. And, 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 and I think at the same time, I hope that it, it, it allows other people to, uh, become the best version of themselves as well. I mean, I think that, you know, we, we use that, that phrase, it takes a village, you know, we, we, we throw that around like, like nothing, but the reality is it takes a village, man. And if we're all going to try to be the best that we can be, we got to surround ourselves with an army of villagers that want to go in the same direction. And I think that having some honest conversations um, and some, some real conversations with some, some good people uh, of all backgrounds is going to help me become the best version of myself. And, uh, you know, Mike, I can make anything about me. So that's, that's where we're at, man. <laughs> yeah, I think that that tribe and that village is a great, uh, that's a great analogy. I'm actually looking forward to um, forcing it a little bit. I think that there's going to be conversations that come from this show that I would not seek out normally. Yeah, uh, I think that there's a powerful thing that happens in life when people that shouldn't talk to one another actually do talk to one another. I think that the world that we're living in, there's a lot of blame game and there's just a lot of a lot of walls and a lot of siloing off. And um, and unfortunately, our world allows that. Right. You can choose your media and your media can can confirm the things that you're holding as uh, as beliefs. You can you can streamline your experience so that the only voices you hear are from people that look like you and agree with you. Um, and I don't think that's what this program is about. This program is about uh, finding people that have stumbled into a formula that has allowed greatness and, and, and a richness and an abundant life to happen. Um, and I, I, I can honestly tell you, there's going to be people across from us that I would have never probably stopped and talked to. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to that. And, and, and on that note, you know, as we strive to be better, um, I'm thinking of that Marianne Williamson quote that's attributed to Mandela in his inauguration, right? That um, as we don't play small. Yeah. Um, as we don't play small, you know, uh, us playing small doesn't serve the human race. And when we strive to be the best that we can be, I'm butchering this thing, but as we strive to be the best that we can be, we automatically liberate those around us to do the same. Yeah. And it I would love be that. great for my kids watching the pattern to be able to say, you know what, dad was continually trying, continually striving to be better, continually striving to learn. And, um, you know, if, if I, if I can set that example, then, then fantastic. And if people can follow the example, 
fantastic. But, you know, in our conversations and our pre-planning and uh, some of the, the conversations that we've had about this show, I anticipate people coming in and I may not know them and they leave friends. And sure. I'm all about gathering friends. A yeah. man can never have too many friends. In fact, I believe, I don't have this like quoted, but I believe the closing scene of our movie is when he opens up the book. George yeah. Bailey opens up the book from Clarence. And I think it says something to the effect of the rich man is, is the one that has friends. Yeah, right. It's, yeah, something to that effect. You know, and I think that if I, can, if I can use this as a platform for me to learn and in the process collect friends, like-minded yeah. individuals that are going to help me, and maybe I rub off on them, they rub off on me. Uh, yeah. And I think, that's a, I think that's a great world to be in. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm, uh, I'm with you 100%. I think that's, that's, the, that's the goal. You know? I can't imagine what 606 episodes look like. Right. I can't imagine, but I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to the journey. And I do think, uh, when you were talking about course corrections, I do, I do think in my mind, that's something that I'm going to have at the forefront of, of my mind going into every episode, right? How can I use this to correct my course? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, me too. Otherwise we get way off right? yeah. a couple degrees unchecked. Mm -hmm. We're, we're somewhere else. Yeah, I agree. That's sort of my, my aim and my goal as well. I think that, uh, that I just want to, I want to be able to soak, soak it in. You know, I, I love those moments where I'm listening to someone speak and I think, man, did that have to come to an end? Like that was so good. I, I was in a meeting the other day on a Sunday. This is not the other day. This was pre-pandemic so we could gather in a room with people and this this gentleman comes into the room and he sits down and he very unassuming elderly guy probably in his uh early 70s you know and he joins this this council meeting that i'm in and he, he sits down and he starts talking and i was just mesmerized by this guy you know and he spent about 15 minutes giving his message and then he got up and walked out. I, I excused myself from that meeting and I followed him down the hall and I had to talk to him more. I was just like, this guy is blowing my mind in 15 minutes. I'm like, give it to me, man. So I, I, I pinned him in the hallway and I bent his ear for another 15. But those are the kind of things that I look forward to is like just hearing people's experiences and, and learning and saying, my gosh, like I, that's what I need. I need that. I got to, I got to figure out how to, how to fit that into the puzzle of my own life. And yeah, I'm, I'm a borderline obsessed with, uh, with, with the biography nature of, of people's lives. Yeah, me, you know, me, even well, just like, like yeah. what, how did you, how did you choose your career? How did you choose the person that you're married to? You know, oh. like all of those things, it's just a million different, uh, a million, million different ways that things could have worked out and things just happened to work out. As I'm talking to you, I'm thinking of a moment that you and I had. Um, uh, we're in Monterey. Okay. Uh, and we had some funny moments in Monterey. What was going on? No, we had some, we had, it's late at night. And okay. um, I think I, I, we had, we had a couple of big things on our radar or on our plate. Things were either coming or things were already hitting us I remember with, some, with some responsibilities. Yeah. And I think you and I just had a, had a moment to debrief of, you know, checking in with one another as friends and where we were 
Um, and I remember, um, I remember having a very powerful conversation about um, what was most important. Yeah. And what was most important was, was my home. Um, I do suffer from uh, heal the world-itis. <laughs> I'm a huge Michael Jackson heal the world fan. In fact, my mom, one of, the, one of my cherished possessions, if the, if, the, if the house is burning down, I'm grabbing this letter um, from my mom talking about how uh, I, I, can't, I, I maybe can't fix the world, um, but I can, I can work on my corner of it. Yeah. And I love that notion. Um, that conversation in Monterey changed my life, Tyler. And I appreciate, I appreciate you being there. It really did. I, I think it was basically like, Hey, what if you gained the world? Yeah. What if you helped everybody? What if you're man of the year and they're giving you a key to the city and you've lost the love and respect of the people in your home? I remember that conversation and, uh, yeah, that was, that was powerful. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking forward to, Mike, is right. We have, yeah. there, everybody has the, the ability. And, and I think there's a lot of people, I've been fortunate enough to spend enough time with you where I've had several of those, those experiences with you, but there's other people that, that have those same things to give that I'm just looking forward to digging into that. You know what I mean? And, and I, and, the, and to be honest, there's people that, that I've been, I've been making an effort over the past five plus years to reach out to people and let them know the impact they've had in my life. Um, and, and it's funny, there's been a few times where I've talked to people that just, they played the biggest part in making me who I am. And when I told them that they were like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, like I don't recall doing anything special. Um, and I think I, I'm excited about those conversations. And I think that that tone will be prevalent in this program. Yeah, I You're agree. You're going to talk to people that are going to be flattered and probably somewhat uncomfortable being called the richest man in town. Yeah, yeah. But I can tell you, I mean, my life, I am, so I'm middle-aged and uh, I, I'm, I'm trying and I am a product of maybe six or seven conversations that changed everything. Yeah. And I think that would be a great topic, right? Like, but like, that's what I'm looking forward to sitting down with people because we get to actually perform kind of an autopsy on some of these people's moments like that, where yeah, we can actually tap the brakes. Someone's telling a story and we can tap the brakes and say, Could, why did you do that? Yeah. That's a great journal entry, Mike, actually. Yeah. The, 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 the top six or seven conversations that, that have impacted your life. I mean, honestly, I would love to sit down tonight and just think on that. And you want to know a crazy situation. I I don't know if I've shared this with you, but um, hopefully this, hopefully this show will air after uh, and I'm working on a mother's day present. Okay. Um, so, so my mom's story is crazy. She would be an amazing guest on this show. She, oh, I would love that. she married my, she married my dad. Uh, yeah. I'm, my, I'm, I'm a junior and I've never met my dad. Uh, I recently found out that he had passed away. Um, she put down on paper what, for, what the 14 months of her life was like being married to my dad. And yeah. it is a wild ride, right? It is a yeah. wild ride. And um, 
you know, and maybe it's a story for another time, but he was wanted when they met. He yeah, was wanted okay. in several states. He had gone to this the small town where she lived to hide, to lay low. And she wasn't, he wasn't supposed to fall in love. He definitely wasn't supposed to get married. Um, he realized that he was falling in love and he got in a car and tried to drive away. And I'm, I'm typing up this narrative that she's giving, that she's given me for posterity's sake, right? I'm typing it up, trying to get it into a bound form for Mother's Day so I can give it to her and, 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 and let her know that, that I, I know her story. Um, but something compels him to turn the car around. He's a couple hundred miles down the road. Okay, so he goes, he goes to this small town. He's wanted. She doesn't know. He goes to the small town with the intent to lay low. They meet, right? He falls in love. Uh, he understands that he's in trouble because that wasn't the plan. He's from Texas, his family's in Texas, and everyone's expecting him to be back after the dust kind of settles with the, with the law looking for him. Um, feeling that internal struggle, he feels like he needs to escape and he gets in a car and he's driving away. And so as my mom's telling me this story, I'm just typing it up, right? I'm trying to get it into a bound, bound book so I can hand it to her for a Mother's Day. Yeah. And I'm, I'm typing this up and he's driving, a, he's driving a couple hundred miles away, running. And something compels him to turn around. And I'm, as I'm typing that, I'm realizing that if he doesn't turn that car around, I don't happen. There's no Mike Freeman. And, every, yeah. and, 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 and my wife, Kelly, and my kids, right? And all of those things. So I'm looking at, now I would not say that, that my father, my biological father, was a rich man, as far as the context of this show. Right. right? Uh, you know, <laughs> there were some mistakes, and there was some upbringing, and there were some things, but um, our lives turn on tiny hinges, and uh, we are a product of so many choices. Some yes. made by us, some made by some made made by other people, right? That maybe that that maybe led to us or led to impressions upon us. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just important that we try to master those moments, that we are not asleep at the wheel of our lives and that we're making sure that we're making choices that are going to uh, give us that rich life and leave that legacy for, for our kids, right? Yeah, I, lo I love that. I, that's great. Uh, yeah, it's pretty wild reading it, man. It's, it's pretty wild. I'll have to hand it over to you when, when we're yeah. done. It's, it's a crazy ride. I, I love the idea of having your mom as a guest on the show. That would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, but you know what? That's that, that, but that's it, right? I mean, I think that if, as you're saying that, I'm just like kind of reflecting on my own life and experiences and those small things that happen that, that uh, they, they make us who we are, you know? I mean, in your case, we're talking about literally making you who you are. Right. <laughs> but, but I, you know, I, I think of a moment too where um, I think of a moment where this is now eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I'm when I'm struggling, this moment comes to my mind. I'm at my son's baptism. Uh, he's eight. Yeah. And uh, 
uh, him and I have a have a moment where we're I, we're man to man. He's eight, but right, we're man to man looking at each other, and I'm talking to him about the promises that he's about to make, and him and I make a covenant with each other that that we're going to do everything we can to try to follow the example of Jesus Christ. Right, that we're going to try to be our very best. And he made a promise to me, and I made a promise to him. And I'm not going to lie; there have been times where those words have rung through my mind and helped me make the right choice. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Because of a promise with an eight-year-old boy. Yeah. Um, but that, you know, that kind of goes back to what, what we were talking about at the beginning when we first started this conversation is that, you know, when we look at where we're at now with the responsibilities that we have now, meaning, uh, not necessarily work and, and those things, but that is part of it. But, but meaning wife and, and kids that changes, that changes everything. Right. And that conversation you had with Abe at, you know, at eight years old, I mean, those conversations are, are, are golden. And those conversations are the ones that, that hopefully are emblazoned in our minds, you know, that, that will never go away. So we can, we can quick recall uh, the expectations that, that eight-year-old had for you yeah. because think about that like that's a big deal right yeah. i mean i look at my son now who's 18 and I, his expectations for me obviously are still there but when he was eight when he was six when he was 10 man I, you know just you i can i can quick fall looking into him looking up into my eyes and me thinking like i better get my crap together <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know he's watching, man. Yeah, you know? so true, so true. So I, I love that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that it's a. Uh, I I think that it's going to be. I'm I, this this show this this conversation has always felt natural, right? And so we've always yeah. joked about let's buy some microphones, let's press record, let's do this thing. <laughs> I can tell you though that the powerful moments in my life that we're just kind of recalling in my mind as we share some things. Yeah. Those were intentional. Yeah. I mean, I had to seek after that and I had to build that up. And you were talking about, you know, trying to be mindful and reaching back in time and who impressed you and who, who was there for you and being intentional about going to them and saying, Hey, in that moment, I needed yeah. you and you were there. And I think that that's that intentionality. When I'm thinking about where we're at in 10 years, if we have a, 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 a group of like-minded men that are intentional about the way they're living their life, mission accomplished. And if I'm in that group, yeah, right, mission accomplished. But yeah, I totally agree. And I think that goes back to that, you know, I, that's the thought. I, I have this thought all the time is that, you know, we're not all going to be on our game all the time. You know, there's going to be times when we're, we're, we're down in the, in the mud and, and I just selfishly, I want to, surround myself with all with the right people so that when I'm in the mud, I've got a few people that are willing to kind of get in there with me and lift me up, you know, and that's, that's yeah. really what, what it's all about. Right. Yeah. I think a crisis response plan is an, is an important thing, right? It's easy. It's easy when we're saying, Oh yeah, of course we have faith. Of course we have this, of course we have that, but almost like uh, okay, what are you going to do? Where do you have it written down when it's not good? Yeah. And you know what, Mike? It's funny. I, this re it reminds me of a conversation you and I had a few years ago, too. 
we had a we had a, a mutual friend who was going through some marital issues, right? And he had kind of sprung it on everybody that he was going to get a divorce, right? And I remember you calling me in that conversation, and you said something to the effect of, "I had no idea that he was struggling, that he was having any kind of problem like that." And you and you told me you said, "I got news for you, Tyler." When I'm in that spot, I'm calling you, all right? Yeah. So you know and you can help, right? And 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 I told you the same. I said, cool, because if I'm in that spot, you're my first call, man. I'm, I'm calling you so you can help dig me out of that that hole that I've probably created for myself, you know? Um, right. But that's the whole that's the whole point is that that we're I want to be in a place in my life where we've got enough people around us that I can pick up that phone and and walk the the painful path with a few people at my side and not have to you know do what we think the a man has to do nowadays which is just suck it up and suffer in silence right mm -hmm. because there's uh there's no honor in that and uh so I, yeah I it's like uh you know i i i can't even believe i'm gonna make this analogy because like me talking about math is completely uh, <laughs> completely wrong but you know, the idea is that you do it right, things work out in the end. And if you do it right. wrong, you can work, you can work hard all you want, right? right? But if you got a multiple step math problem and you screwed up on step two and you're trying to work hard and grind through step seven and eight, you need to go back where you messed up. Yeah. And right. I think that that, I think that that's, that's life as well. I don't think anybody on our show is going to come in with all the right answers, but I can tell you that part of the recipe for being a richest man in town is where they messed up they went back yeah and they went they went back and they fixed it or through some type of restitution they they made it they made it right um yeah. in that aspect and again it's a lot like golf right we're going to talk to some people that can crush it off the tee and maybe they're not that great at putting i'm right. not saying that these people have it all figured out but what i am saying is that there's going to be aspects of their life that's worthy of emulation and that we can learn something from, we can take it into our lives. So I'm looking forward to the journey, man. I'm looking forward to uh, the, the conversations. I'm looking forward, and I actually, I, I just wanna make sure that you and I are, are holding true to that we're gonna take the medicine, right? Yeah. This isn't just about, okay guys, here's what we feel like you need to hear. <laughs> it's yeah. always about what we need. And if it just happens to benefit our listeners, then, then fantastic. But, uh, you know, and I, I, I would just challenge you, you'll challenge me to make sure that, um, you know, these lessons, these, these gold nuggets that are going to be coming out of these experiences, we're going to reach down and pick them up and they're going to become a part of us. Um, Absolutely. they're going to lead to that, that, that man that you and I need to be, you know, I think that, that, that hell is, you know, that saying of hell being the, the, uh, the day when the person you were supposed to be meets the person you are. <laughs> right like that would that kind of keeps you up at night like yeah, hey, yeah that can't happen yeah that can't happen yeah i'm i'm excited about it too i think the journey is going to be fun and and uh i always learn something in our conversations and i'm i'm just looking forward to having uh that continue and having other people kind of looped into it that can add some some flavor and some perspectives to some things that 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 i don't have that i don't already have and um I'm the first to admit I don't have all the answers and, and most of the people around me would, would 
be the first to echo those those remarks too that I don't have all the answers and so that guy <laughs> so I'm ready to learn all I can you're taking advice from that guy <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I, I value your friendship. I value your time. Thank you for giving it. And uh, I'm looking forward to this. Pro and, and, you know, we'll work on this. We'll have some kind of polished, you know, sign off yeah. uh, down the road. But uh, 626, we'll have it <laughs> dialed in, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, enjoyed the, I've enjoyed the conversation. I'm looking forward to the next time. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Mike. All right. George, the richest man in town. <laughs>